Welcome to the second half. I'm your host, Melanie Kenneman, and I'm excited to spend the next hour with you interviewing some of my favorite people in the world. Uh, you know, a lot of people put a lot of weight in the first half of any game, and what they don't realize, it's actually in the second half. The things that you do, the actions you take, the mindset you have that sets you up to win or fail at anything that you do or at any game. Leading in the now, what is that, you ask? Well, this is a really, really special bonus uh, edition that I wanted to have, celebrating 16 years of a role that I've done in Keller Williams, which is called the Team Leader. Uh, I've done, you know, I've worked with three different locations, and a lot of these people on this call have been, actually all of them have been at some point a team leader. And the average team leader lasts about two years. So I love these people. They're all, they've gone in different directions and they're all outstanding human beings. And the nuggets in here are so wonderful and so heart, just touch your heart. It is something for everybody. So I love, love, love this bonus episode and I trust that you will too. So welcome to Melanie and Friends Living in the Now on the second half. This is a very special anniversary episode. It's this Melanie and Friends. It's the second part of this. So we did this the first time a year ago on Playing to Win for the first time when uh, when I was celebrating 15 years of being a team leader straight without um, any kind of break in between doing other things. And I, and I wanted to share leadership lessons last year. And so I, as the 16th year approached, which honestly a year ago, I did not think I would make it to 16. That's why I made a big hoopla last year because I had all these changes in my life and all these changes with my business. And, um, and I honestly didn't know where I'd be in a year. And so to be sitting here with all of these wonderful friends today, I just thank you all for taking an hour out of your day because I think the leading in the now conversation is um, it's interesting times. And I just want to talk about from your perspective and just have a conversation. I know we have a, a, some guests on with us and we also have people that really want to watch this live um, of just some encouraging things, some of your hardship. Let's be authentic. Let's be transparent. I, this group doesn't know any other way. I think I love you all for that. Uh, and just kind of share our life experiences because I really believe we lift people with us. And the more, you know, I was having lunch with Wendy Papazan, who everybody knows Wendy Papazan, right? She's incredible. And she's a dear friend of mine. And we teach CV together sometimes. I mean, she's just a dear friend. I've learned a lot from her as much as she's learned from me, probably more from her. And we're sitting there and she knows a lot of my personal story. And she just said, you know, Melanie, um, I think you need to share more of your personal stuff with people, because I think a lot of times as leaders, we have this image, and again, we lead and we follow all the time. We're going to talk about that, right? But as leaders, we believe that we have to have everything together all the time, and we you know, can't do certain things. I mean, we have to, and this is just, maybe it's me, but I believe that a lot of us feel this way, that we have to present ourselves a certain way at all times. And sometimes when we show the cracks and we show the pain that we go through and the choices we make and it's the things that we get beat on. I mean, we wanted to start with a video uh, of, was that, Ashley, did you send that? Who sent the video? No, it was David. That was yeah. David. <laughs> the, little, the little kid getting all excited about us going in leadership. We're like, I got this, I got this. And he takes off and he hits the glass window. Right. <laughs> and, and there it is. And he just gets bloom. And, and then all of us are like, well, we should start with that because that's how leadership feels every single day. Right. And so, so I just, I love that she said that. And, and I've been very conscientiously uh, sharing more openly. I'm personally going through a lot. A lot of, you know, that, and you know, it's funny, you guys, and that's why I want us to be really transparent today, um, is, is the more transparent and authentic I am. I get so many reach outs from people all across the country yep. saying, can you talk to me? Like you inspire me. I had no idea that you just left a 26 year marriage and that you're like, you knew, who knew, right? Who knew? And, and can you talk to me because I'm feeling this or, or my health issues that I just, the more transparent we are, you never know who you're going to help because it, because with that, even though all the stuff, all of us, everybody on this call that's listening, if you're, if you're showing up every day, someone's watching you. And so you have no idea that when you share your stories and you share the hard parts too. And like I said, the cracks and all the things that make us who we are, it actually, that might be exactly what that person needed to hear 
to get up today and show up. And I think that's kind of what leadership's all about. So I just want, before we jump into the whole conversation, you know, this started last year when I wrote, you know, I, I'd written this about my eight lessons in leadership and I'm not going to read them all. It's too long. You can look, listen to last year's episode on the podcast. Um, but I did add a couple and a couple things that I just want to read before we jump into the conversation. But when I opened it up this year, I talk about the rainbow eucalyptus tree. And I know if you guys have been in any of my trainings, I talk about that a lot. You know, I found that rainbow, you, you say that three times, the rainbow eucalyptus tree. Uh, have any of you guys seen those before? Are you familiar with those? Well, they're all, they're in very tropic places. So I saw them for the first time in Hawaii about, um, oh, I don't know, 12 years ago or so is, it was right before I, it was the year before I moved to Austin. So it'd be about 13 years ago. And, um, these rainbow eucalyptus trees, they, as they age, the bark peels and they start releasing colors of orange and, and green, and they become more beautiful and vibrant, the older they get. And that's how I see us as humans. The more, the, the more experience, the more wisdom we have, the more pain that we suffer and get through and still show up with a smile. I believe the more beautiful we become, the more compassionate we are. And so I talk about the, the rainbow eucalyptus trees all the time. And in fact, Lisa, who's one of our guests today, she sent me a beautiful photograph of these rainbow eucalyptus that I keep in my office. And she didn't leave a note. So I'm like, thank you, whoever sent this, because I talk about them all the time. And, she, and it was actually Lisa, because I talked to her Maui team leaders about partnership and working together. So Lisa and I just took a picture in front of that when she was just here a couple of weeks ago, just to remind me every day we get more beautiful as people and the work that we do together as people, the 10 relationships of our friendship on this call all the things, all of you in here listening that we know or listen later to the podcast, we're all more beautiful because of these relationships that we have, of what we endure through life. And so I opened up with that. And then the only other thing that I added, um, and I switched out on my lesson number six that I just want to share. And I, I talked about this a lot in, um, I teach career visioning. Ashley is another trainer too. There's only 33 trainers in the country that teach career visioning. And I know Ashley is huge passion of yours and it is mine too. I think it's our favorite things to teach. And one of, so my lesson number six is take the team with you, take your team with you. So I swapped that out for hire people better than you. I talked about that last year. I traded it and I said, take your team with you. And I said, how are you setting up, how, how are you setting up the people on your team for success? Are you spending quality time with them? When's the last time you had a motivational future conversation with a key player? Check in with your people, check in with your agents, check in with your family, check in with the people you care about, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, the whatever. Check in with them, guys. If people matter to you, give them your time, right? Check in with them. Uh, our team has had a lot of transition in Austin, especially in the last six months. And there are a lot of unknowns when a new group comes in. So much of leading is getting everyone on the same page, isn't it? Like speaking the same language. Not an easy task when it's three market centers with over 30 humans with different styles and different ways of doing things. It's pretty amazing to see how in such a short time we are all speaking the same language. And although we have different geniuses, what makes us more powerful is that we share the same language and vision. Incredible what's possible. So how do you spell love? T-I-M-E. Time with the team to get them all moving forward in the same direction. And it's a game changer. And I just applaud our people because we were lost for a long time. And so it's really beautiful to see this happening. And had I not stayed in 16 years, I would not be having this experience, right? And so I just wanted to, to open with those. Those were my main things that I changed. And if you want to hear the whole thing again, it's on last year. So now I want to get to my people on the call and just welcome, you know, Hey, if you're, if you didn't know, and you missed the pre-show, it's David Jones's birthday today, by the way, woohoo! <laughs> I don't look a day over 36 and a half. Let's talk about, we're talking about leading in the now. And again, whether you're a team leader, OP, whatever your role is, whether you're an agent, agent leadership, whatever you do, a parent, what, whatever, you know, a lot of people that aren't even real estate listen to these things. Let's talk about leading in the now. So what is it like leaders? And you're, so do a quick intro, what you do today, you know, what's your role? And then let's talk about, let's start with leading in the now. And what does that mean to you? So, so birthday boy, 
the smartest man on the call. Would you like to go first? Smartest guy on the call. Thank you, Ashley. (laughs) Uh, So my name is David Jones. I am a uh, bull coach, uh, owner. I have ownership in some market centers, um, KW and most exciting part is uh, I, I get to go on a vacation and work at KW in Cabo. Um, Pretty cool. I know. And uh, and I run two uh, real estate teams. So um, I'm in the trenches. And that's part of my my story as well as of uh, doing it. So leadership in the now. You know, I think this market and these times, um, you know, in the last year is, you know, interesting kind of last few years going on. Um, I don't say it publicly much. The same thing as you, Melanie, good friends going through divorce. Um, and one is not, you know, kind of, you know, you don't learn how strong you can be until being strong is your only option. We've heard that kind of saying before. And so, this, you know, it's been interesting about learning about life and a lot of things we learned. And I don't think we really truly learn. Like you hear a lot of things like Gary says, the five people you're around, protect your circle. You hear all these things and you go, yeah, that sounds good. That's awesome. Oh, I love that idea until you really like when you really hit a place in your life where you're going, oh, now I get that. And so, you know, I think that's like a lot of times we try and do in the boldroom is help people self-discover so you don't have to hit those lows. And, you know, so I, you know, my life lessons and leaning in the now is here's some things, actually, this is kind of what I journaled in here, um, kind of getting ready in here. It's not long and it's different because where I'm at in my life. And what I've learned in the last year or two with my mom, uh, uh, my dad losing my dad a year and a half ago and my mom going into into dementia. And um, so, you know, here's some lessons I have. And uh, things don't matter. People do. Hmm. And that doesn't mean everybody actually belongs in my circle, though. If you're not in alignment with me, if we don't have common values that, you know, I've been downsizing my mom. What I've discovered was that things absolutely don't matter. Um, You know, what I have also uh, learned is that how we take care of ourselves, our actions and the choices we make do affect others in our life. That if you're not in a place, I've I've learned that if you, if you know, you don't take care of your health at some point, somebody's going to have to take care of you. And that's, so our actions and how we take care of ourselves, our mental state, our stress level, our health, our muscle, all that, um, honestly, as little as that sounds, is that we've got to take care of ourselves or other people will have to take care of us. Um, the only person responsible for my success, my joy, my happiness is me. The one thing I can tell you about my career, 20 years in Keller Williams, I've been a bull coach and maps coach for 10, 10 years and, and uh, at 52, um, is that the one thing I can tell you is that I am the common denominator of everything in my life. And so if somebody was in my life that shouldn't have been there, I allowed them in. If somebody did something in an agreement where, you know, one thing I think about is that success doesn't always mean people are good people. Although I do believe you can be successful and be a good person. Wealth doesn't always mean happiness. Although I do believe you can have wealth and happiness. And so I think those are important aspects uh, I've been there. So, um, you know, David, real quick, can I jump in on that? Cause I love that. You said, uh, the only person responsible for my success is me. And you could, ch- you could change that word success to anything. That's a success, change- joy. Ha- I wrote it. I wrote down all kinds of words, joy, right. happiness. Um, yeah, I, all, all I love that. that. And the only common denominator in my life is me. That's right. And so what I, you know, what I think about when I think of things like life by design and obviously in bold, that's what business objective or life by design is that to me, it's about freedom and peace. Mm. And so it's not that I don't, it's not that this money's not important to me. I do need money to create freedom and peace. And so, because I want to make sure that I have passive income, a creative free life, what Gary teaches a lot in there. And, and I think the last thing is don't let others or any other external forces. I think I made choices based on what I thought other people think I should be doing. Hmm. You would be great at this. You should do this. You'd be awesome at that. And I, and I bought into it hook, line and sinker. And so I, I need to determine you know, then you see a job opening in our company. You're going, I'm qualified for that. I should go do that. Or, and then you, you, we do them. We do things for the wrong reasons. And really the ultimate reason is going to be freedom and peace. 
And so what is so, the avenue going to get you there? Yeah. So how do you, how do you judge that David, when something's coming at you like that? And you're like, instead of the, Oh, well, this is the should do or the whatever, like, how do you keep, how do you keep yourself in check? Mr. Bold coach and all the other things you do, right? How do you keep so, yourself in check that everything's about freedom and peace for you? You got to go back to your core reason why you're doing it. If you're, if you're doing it, let's just take somebody who is getting a lot of props in the market center and they want to become a team leader. Okay. I probably talk more people out of the team leader role than talk them into the team leader role. <laughs> and, and so they want to take the team leader role because everybody told them how amazing they would be. Now, I think the team leader role is a phenomenal role. I would do is all of most of the people on here I spent most of my career with is because we were all team leaders at the same time. It was the best role I've ever done. And opportunity came, would I do it again? Not sure. Although you got to really love the team leader role to be a team leader. Mark Willis taught me that. He goes, you got to love even the stuff you don't love about it. So some people, somebody can go, okay, is that feeding into the bigger picture of my world? Is that feeding, is that going to take me where I want to go? Or is it just because I got ego or they're, they're saying you're going to do great or, you know, all those things. I've seen team leaders move into the OP role because it seemed like the next natural transition. And I says, you got to remember the OP role is not the same as the team leader role. It sure and, is. <laughs> and so, you know, th those, those kind of things like that, uh, you know, I've seen people do other roles, other things because they just, and so it's almost like that bold law is like, don't compare your insides to other people's outsides. Yeah. You know, comparison almost becomes the root of all unhappiness. Yeah. And we start comparing ourselves and saying, I can do it too. They do it. And instead of focusing on the bigger picture of that, what my ultimate goal is freedom um, and peace. Freedom and peace. It is going to take wealth to create that. The reason, though, is not because of the money, not because of the things. And don't get me wrong. You know, I, I, I'll, I'll drive. I want a nice car, but that's not the ultimate prize, though. <laughs> the ultimate prize is time with my. You're gonna hit what you said. Time with my family, time with my kids. Go to see them, being able to sit and enjoy them, and not think about what's okay. What do I got to do? So those, those are my. Um, and then the last thing I wrote on here is uh, on this whole thing in this journey is that is I've got to go on 100 faith. And faith is this. The truth will always come. You go into a relationship, all things are going to come, come to surface. You're going to go into a new endeavor. You got to, at some point, you just got to go on faith and know the direction you're going and be, okay, and be okay that if it changes directions in the middle, that's okay. I love that. I love that. Thank you, Dave. Now, I think everything you said, David, I, I literally- Well, who do. are you, darling? Oh, I'm sorry. Hi, <laughs> I'm Tanya Toops, and uh, I have been in the team leader role now for just about nine years. Been an agent with KW for 18, and um, I live in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. When I was reading through these questions, right now, I'm in a different phase right now, too. And I think what I've discovered is taking time for your health and mental uh, well-being is so important. And I know mental health is a big thing people talk about now, which is great because I think a long time ago, they didn't talk about it. Like I can think about in my my grandmother's era, I remember hearing them say, go take your nerve pill, go take your nerve pill. And I didn't know as a kid what that meant, but you know, I'm sure she suffered with anxiety and just, that was just kind of what they told her. And um, I think that my nature and maybe most of us as leaders, our nature is to say, we can handle it. We can do it. We can do it all. And I don't know if it is, um, I think my nature in general has been, here's the next challenge. I can overcome it. I can conquer it. Okay. What's the next challenge. And then having a calendar full of things that I can accomplish and I can add to the list of stuff that I've done that felt fulfilling for a while. And then when life throws things at you, um, you're like, okay, I got this too. It's on my schedule. I've got it. I can handle it. Check it off the list. I've got it. And what I didn't realize was that stress actually has true health symptoms. And I started experiencing those this year and I didn't realize it. And I was having some issues and, um, you know, felt physically not well. And I, I eat well, I exercise, I watch all of my, you know, metrics and things. And so I was like, what is going on with me physically that I'm feeling these ways. And so found out it was stress that apparently I'm in adrenal fatigue because I've been at fight or flight mode for so long. And, and who knew, like when they kept saying stress, I'm like, I'm not stressed. Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. I've got it's it. It's a real thing. It's a real yeah, thing. You know? Yeah. And so, um, so learning that I'm, you know, it's okay to 
not be fine for a moment and not even so much that, but allowing others to be part of it. So as we know, this last couple of years in real estate have been challenging. So as a team leader, you're not only dealing with your own issues, but you're getting everyone else's issues. And Mm. then, you know, you have those who are having hardships and they come to you and my heart wants to help everyone, but I'm also running a business. And so then you have that weight that I not help that person enough. Did I not guide them in the right direction? This is the first time, probably in the last three or four months, I've felt stress and anxiety in a whole different way. Never experienced it before, but I'm learning. Mm. I need to settle down on some things. And so adding that white space and being more intentional about that has been really, really big for me for this last season. And I have, I have three children, um, a three-year-old, five-year-old and an 18-year-old who is moving out of the house in a week, which is probably also adding to my- Oh, uh, no doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. College and which is all wonderful. But um, one thing I discovered through all this is you don't have to prove yourself to anyone other Mm. than you are, just like David said, you are the in control of yourself and that's it. And you don't have to prove yourself to anyone else. So proving to someone that I can do it all or that I can handle it all there. I mean, there's nothing, there's no reward for that. And truly yeah, there's all, no, there's no medallion at, at family reunion about no the medallion. person who worked the hardest. Right. And so and when you talk about that, and that was one of the lessons <clears throat> that I wrote about as you know, is the whole, if you don't take care of your body, where are you going to live? Right. That Gary Keller would talk about that. And I think we all can identify that if you don't take care of your body, where are you going to live? And that has to do with stress, mental health, and holy cow, what the last few years have brought to all of us. Absolutely. And so, you know, it, it's a real thing. And so part of that is your new normal is you have to prioritize your health first and you have to make sure that you don't go, go, go. I mean, that's been in my life for about eight years now, right? What you're dealing with. And so, and and you can still function, but you have to listen to your body. I want to achieve. I want to go, but I want to be around people. And I, you know, you know, and so my my thought was I'm around more people. I can do this. Oh, I'll I'll be part of this. And, and honestly, the last couple of months, I'm like, my weekends are my own and I'm just don't want to go places. And I just want to be home with my kids and my family. And it's been so nice. And I felt myself over just the last month feeling better, you know, and it's Good like for you. The, the lesson from that is not only do you not have to prove yourself to everyone, but we're not meant to do it all. We're not created and designed to do this life on our own and by ourselves. We are meant to share and to allow others to be part of that. So that's I where that. I am now. And I love it. Thank you for sharing that. That's, that's leading in the now. And I think that's very real, right? That's very real. And a lot of people are dealing with health issues they didn't have. I mean, we have a whole society that deals with this. So yeah, I love that that's yours. Thank you for bringing that up, Tanya. My name is Michelle Bippis. I'm uh, been a team leader here in Austin for my whole life, I feel like. <laughs> Since you were two. <laughs> yeah, I was born under a desk at KW and you know how that goes. Um, but yeah, so I have five kids, so I completely um, have resonated. And then seeing what Melanie's gone through the last few years, I've really, um, she's been an inspiration for me to to manage my energy. I guess that's the best way to to say it because you can't not feel the need to achieve. You can't not feel the need, you know, like, oh, I don't want to be around people when you're like nosebleed eye, you know, it doesn't work. So you have to figure out what are your resources. And so um, I've been one of my uh, core values going to Wendy and Jay's one thing uh, couples seminar the last few years. I've been working on my core values and one of mine is wisdom. And so I went uh, totally outside of the KW system and I'm taking a training to be a somatic experience uh, therapist, which I'm not going to do anything with. I just, my, I want all the knowledge. I love wisdom. That's just my, my thing. So Um, I've been going to these classes and one of the things they talk about is resourcing. And I think leading in the now right now, if you're not resourcing yourself in things that help you, you're going to fail and then you're going to let everybody down and then it's just going to pile on. And so um, one of the things, a couple of resources that I wanted to share is um, read the culture code and talk about the vulnerability loop. Like that's what Melanie mm-hmm. was saying. The more she's been vulnerable, the more she's received and the ba- the closer the group has gotten because of that, because unless you can be vulnerable, you won't receive that back. So the vulnerability loop and the culture code definitely check that out. Um, the uh, ma- In Maximizers, the Accidental Diminisher, 
Like, mm-hmm. don't do that with your people right now. It's and everybody's at a different spot. But since 2020, I think that everybody is very, very on edge. And I think that um, not being an accidental diminisher is huge. Um, and understanding your blind spots and then surrounding yourself with a group of people that you give permission to come and tell you you're not acting right, or this is not coming off the way you want it to come off. And really having that um, self, not even self-awareness, but awareness from other people who know who, how you wanna show up in your true heart and help you show up that way. I think that's really important. And then um, there's a podcast that Brene Brown's doing with um, a person named uh, Schwartz, Gutsman, maybe, but either way, it's called The Love Prescription. Hmm. And I've been listening to that really, really good. So, all of those things. Um, and then the one last thing that I'll leave everybody with as a really cool um, resource that I've tapped into this last year is we all goal set. That's just our personalities. We're leaders. We're going to teach everybody to goal set. Um, but have you taught anyone how to fear set? Instead of goal setting, it's called fear setting. And um, you can watch a YouTube, real quick YouTube on it. It is a completely from um, for our work week guy, Tim, oh, Tim Ferriss. Uh, Tim, uh-huh, Tim Ferriss. Tim yeah. Ferriss is the one who came up with it and he sets his fears and it's it gets rid of all the what ifs, ifs and leading right now. If you can teach your people how to fear set, then that does, then it pretty much diminishes their fear and they're able to move forward um, in their true self. So those are my resources that that I'm passing along to everybody. So good, Michelle. MB, way to bring it. I love that. And thank you. And, you know, I'm learning from you every day, uh, resourcing, uh, because I, one of my addictions, and I think Tanya and I have similar personalities this way is I take it all in. I carry the weight. I have to be all things. I think that it's all here, right? Because it, right. Leadership's an inside out job, right? We, it's all within our ears and I've watched you resource and, and, and continue to grow yourself. And I think that's a beautiful thing as leaders that we do that. So that was amazing. Thank you for sharing that. All right, Miss Lunn. And it's been so fun, Michelle. I can remember years ago, you being a baby team leader in a room. Um, and it's just been so much fun to, to watch you grow and, and really thrive in the role. Um, and I think back, I was just looking at Jennifer. Um, what year was it when we were uh, on stage at Mega Camp together? It was, probably, it was either, two, I think it was 2012. Okay. Or, yeah. And I remember being so intimidated by that experience and also having the sense that, you know, we got through 2008, 2009, and and we kind of not arrived, but, you know, we were valid. Mm -hmm. And there's no way that was what, 11 years ago, no way I would have been able to predict all the challenges and lessons that we would get to grow through in this, in this decade. And um, same way, I think I felt, well, we got through COVID you know, we all pivoted. We all learned a lot. We, our leadership definitely grew. If it didn't, I think you're probably out of business. And then in this last 12 months, I was expecting maybe just a little time to breathe. And the reality I think is um, there isn't that. You might get a day to breathe, but the bigger our worlds are, the more people we have uh, responsibility for and influence over, um, the bigger the challenges are going to be and every single day. So anybody else kind of sometimes feel like it's whack-a-mole? <laughs> every uh, day. Every day. Leading in the now, being present is an absolute necessity. Because if I'm not, and I've got this one big hairy you know, lawsuit, as an example, going on, as soon as I have somebody else come into the office or one of our staff members going through something, I have to be able to switch from that energy and be fully present with the person who who needs my guidance in that moment. Yeah. Um, and and I didn't start with this, but I was a team leader for 10 years. And then I became an OP thinking it would be the easiest job in the world. And it, for the first <laughs> five years, it really sucked. And it took five years to become somewhat decent at it. Um, and the reality for OPs, for those of you who are on here, is everything does stop with you. Mm-hmm. And all what I, what I thought was heavy as a team leader is really heavy as an OP. Yeah. And if you, if you are on that path, that's something you want to do. If, if we don't acknowledge and figure out how we do resource for ourselves, you'll burn out or you'll get sick. 
or you won't actually survive. So that that is the one fundamental thing so that we can be present in the moment because if we take all the all the moments at once, it's overwhelming. You've got to be right there, super focused on, on what you have to address. Um, and then, yeah, Michelle, you had talked about it uh, and Tonya too. The adrenal fatigue and addiction to cortisol is a real thing. It is. And some of us, I, I mean, we're addicted to it. So we run towards the problems. We want to be the firefighter. Uh, I would say, look at your calendar make sure you're counterbalancing that time intentionally and scheduling that first. Because when you get to the adrenal, it, it, it can take years to get your body out of adrenal fatigue. Yep. Yeah. So, By the way, so this is Ashley Lund speaking. If you are listening on the podcast, her name is Ashley Lund in the San Diego area. <laughs> Thanks, Melanie. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to know it. the awesome I, person who's talking right now. So <laughs> the other thing I have reminders around me all the time, and I put this one up last year. I'm not afraid I was born for this. Mm. And I have to give myself that reminder sometimes because the fear does take over and that's not a powerful place to lead from. So my belief, we, we've all heard it, right? Um, God doesn't give you more than you can handle. What if he gives you the things you're actually supposed to handle? Like there is a purpose in every major challenge. Uh, and so I, I look for that purpose, even as the thing is happening. Um, that, that gives me a little bit of relief. I love that. I love that. That's so good for leading in the now. Thank you. Okay. Let's go to Jen Toomer and then Diane, just so y'all ready. And then we'll go Jen Lewis after that. Uh, leading in the now, this is the last uh, six months have been um, exceptionally challenging last four months for me. Um, and I think one of the leadership lessons that I have realized, I, I always tell my agents, we know, and then we know in our heart, and then we know in our gut, there's like three stages of knowledge and understanding. And it's why we feel like we relearn a lesson deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, so mine's a little bit different. I would say success through others has been um, at the forefront of my life as a leader this last year. Um, a lot of y'all know I lost my dad uh, almost three months ago now unexpectedly in a car accident and figured we had many, many years left with him. And I spend every Saturday with my mom and dad. Um, I take dictation for him as he writes and uh, does his um, his authorship and things like that. And so it was just this massive loss that came out of nowhere. And as I moved through it, I think the lesson that one I've learned learning a lot, I dropped my phone in the middle of the hallway in our office when I got the phone call. And then I didn't pick it back up euphemistically for about three weeks. And our office ran fast, hard, uh, results, profit, recruiting, nothing stopped. Um, and I was not involved at any level at all. They knew their role and they leaned in hard and they succeeded. And I realized as a team leader, I got to enjoy while my experience was not enjoyable. I got to enjoy the fact that we had a team that could keep this place cranking, not just stable, not just running, but growing in my absence. Um, and so that has caused me to look around at the talent that we have and continue to say, okay, how do I attract more talent? How do I bring more of those people into, into our world? And, and the reason I think that they are successful is number one, they are talented. They're incredible leaders. Um, I mean, all the way down to the front desk, not just like the MCA or the assistant team leader. Um, but what I think has made that flourish and happen is that I am surrounded by a group of people and I intend to lead as such, and I know I don't do it perfectly, where no one has ego. There's no ego at all. Nobody cares whose name is on the flashing lights. Nobody cares who gets the credit. All we care about is doing our job at a very high level together. It's um, a we go. It is a we go. And so we go. Yeah. it's caused me to look at ego and examine myself uh, daily, make sure that, I mean, you have to have some ego, right? Ego is not bad. It's right. got to have a little swagger, a little confidence to do this <laughs> job and to be a leader. Um, but does it drive you? Is that your intention? Or is it just a part of your, your DNA and your composition that you're confident? 
So I would say um, success through others has been a lesson um, I've learned very deeply this year and want to continue to grow in that because, man, what freedom does that give us when I heard every single person say, everything is on me. I'm the firefighter. You know, that's who we are um, as leaders. We we will go fix the problem. If there's a problem, we're going to go take charge and fix it. And that's that's not bad, but it's not scalable. Yeah. And, um, and then the second lesson I've learned, and then I'll do this in real quick, and then I'll shut up, is um, reminder that you know, I have a, a, a office of 480 agents, and I have been reminded that you can make 479 agents happy, but you can't make 480 agents happy, and that's okay. Um, as we've dealt with immediately after that, many of you saw we had the girl who was um, supposedly abducted off the highway and that consumed our life as her mother was an agent in our office, is an agent in our office, and uh, turned out to be a hoax. Um, it's been a massive thing in our community. We've wanted to protect the reputation of our community um, and handle it correctly and lead our people through that correctly um, at a high level. And, you know, five will come in here and say, man, you did a fantastic bang up job. Like Olivia Pope couldn't done it better. You you kept us through it. And then there's always one, right? You yeah. mishandled this top to bottom, you know, you're terrible. And uh, I just had to go, man, that's okay. That's okay. You don't, we don't have to, you don't have to like me and that's okay. How do you do that though, Jen? Cause that's a really, that's something I struggled with for years. Like I'm so acceptance now of like, you just, you know what? And sometimes it's not even about you. It's it, you could do everything. That's all the things and they still wouldn't like you, whatever. Like I've so like let go of, there are other reasons out of your control. You just won't be like, how do you deal with that? When like, do you, do you just let it go off you? And I, like, I always talk about Aikido, like you let that energy go past you and you focus on the good. Cause why do we focus on that one? Like, how do you stay in that positive and lead in the now to think about all the good that you are doing. Yeah, I think it's the mental diet. And, you know, I love those words. They used to use that a lot in bold, the mental diet and in the early age stages yeah. years of bold. Um, I think it's, I, I, I do self-reflect first of all. Okay. Do they have, is there validity? Don't just come out and fight, you know, and be defensive. Is there validity? And if there is no validity, then I go through the same exercise my coach taught me years ago for all the people pleasers in the world. Did I cause it? Can I control it? Can I cure it? If the answer is no to those three things, it is a mental discipline exercise of like taking it out of my head and putting it to the side. And if I look back and I'd have done everything differently, given the same set of circumstances, if I would have done everything the same, whatever the situation is, you just have to decide because de decisions are more important than our feelings. My feelings may be hurt, but my decision to not be affected by this is a choice I get to make. Nobody makes me feel any way. I have control over that. Um, so I'd say that's that's how I get past the people pleaser in me that wants everybody in the world to to love me and think that I'm doing a good job. And it's just not statistically possible. Yeah. What's well, like you're setting yourself up for failure, honestly. And as long as you're human about it and you say, okay, is there truth to that? That's the first thing I always ask. Okay, where's my DNA in that? Is there any truth to that? Could I have done it different? Like there's always a lesson there, whether it's true or not, but the sure. impact it makes on you. I think that's where the differentiator is, is like right. that not letting it in like, oh man, that punched me in the gut, Jen, right? Like that, because that can be the case, you know, when you're leading and you give so much of yourself to what we do, it's just so important that, okay. And just allowing that to be, it is what it is at that moment. Well you mentioned uh, several people here mentioned the word energy, you know, as we've talked about it and I won't go into my big take on it, but time, energy, money, I don't have to do anything to get another 24 hours tomorrow. I open my eyes unless the Lord takes me home. I open my eyes. I got a new day money. I can lose it. I can make more. I can get it back. I can grow it. But energy is my absolute most valuable resource because I have to work to get it back. Like I'm in that process of grief right now. How do I get my energy back? And I have to exercise and I have to eat right. And I have to have spiritual time and affection. And so, so when you understand that it is the most valuable resource you have, I think you build a fortress and you protect the energy 
And when it is something that it should not be spent on, because now I'm going to have to go build it back and get more energy, then I choose wisely how I spend that energy. I love that so much. And I think all of us on the call who, who, who know you and love you and people that are listening later, we are so sorry for your loss. And you know, your dad was such an influence in your life. Like people may not know that, but like you're so involved with the church and he's such a leader of the community. I mean, so, so watching you lead through this, I just want to tell you, and I'm sure all of our friends on the call and people listening would agree. It's, it's unbelievable to watch how you still show up for your people, even through such a devastating moment. And then Right. So I just want to tell you that I I think you're amazing and we love you. Hey, y'all, thank you for get get ready. Put on your seatbelt because my word this year is transparency. So wow. (laughs) So I know Melanie has always teased me. So but my theme is gratitude. And um, Melanie has teased me in the past um, about keeping things so private. Um, My private life is very private to me. And so, however, in this phase of my life, I do believe that my transparency could be my next thing and that I can help a lot more people by being a lot more transparent. So that being said, it's me emotional um, hearing you say that. I know, and I hope I'm not going to cry. You're tearing up that, that touches my heart big time, girl. Um, I've been with KW 22 years. I'm incredibly grateful for all the experiences and everything I've had. Um, all the lessons, everything from Ed Milet to listening to you guys here today, I'm very, very grateful. And um, many of you may not know, but in uh, fourth quarter of 2020, um, my son was on his deathbed. And um, I'm grateful for the support I had around me. Um, he uh, was in Nashville at the time. Okay, D- deep breath. Sorry, y'all. Take a breath. Take a breath. Yeah. You're, you're doing great. And you look beautiful. If you're listening on the podcast, Thank you. Thank Diane you. has been in leadership a long time. 22 yes. years at KW. 22 yeah. years, everything from team leader to GM to Matt's leadership coach, and then full circle doing it all over again. So right. anyway, Diane, if, if you drink water, you can't cry. It's like sneezing and <laughs> your eyes open. Okay, baby. Thank you for that. Take a sip if you need it. So anyway, my son was in Nashville at the time. Obviously, I was in Austin and he was on his deathbed and he was literally on a ventilator for two weeks. Um, he's a miracle. He is he's living. He is well. a miracle. He's a miracle. He was in the hospital for two months straight. And my job for two months is I left the house. It's, I was in I flew to Nashville immediately. I left my house at 6 a.m. every morning so I could be with him when the doctors came in. And I have a lot of gratitude um, for the leaders around me. Jen Lewis and Mallory Mundy held that fort down for me. And I was doing Zoom calls in the hospital room from his bed bedroom. And anyway, but, but that caused me to really evaluate my life. And I had a lot of gratitude for um, Keller Williams International, Mark King, everyone, because they gave me the latitude and the flexibility to be able to commute for two years. So I literally commuted for two and a half years, two Gosh, weeks in Austin. Long, huh? That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and what, and another major lesson for me is, you know, the one thing, and we talk about those glass balls that we're juggling, right. And the work ball is the rubber ball. And finally, after two and a half years, and I've heard y'all mention the word ego, Um, I've heard um, lots of great lessons on here today. I finally came to the point where I'm like, I love my team leader role. I love my OP roles. I love them all. I don't want to give them up. And something had to give. And I raised my hand about a year ago and said, "I I life by design, right? We knew we had this new ownership group coming in. And I raised my hand and I said, I want to design my own role where I can be a little bit more remote and still yet get to participate with some of my favorite people in Austin, Texas. So my official title now is Director of Growth for Ancillary Services. Who knows what that is, right, y'all? No, we know what it is. So we're starting title companies and mortgage relationships and all that stuff. So but you can be with your family in Nashville. And and I've and now I am full with my family in Nashville because when my son was ill, I did things that I we all advise our agents not to do, which is make a decision, a really important decision really quickly when you're in the middle of chaos. 
And so I literally sold my home in Austin, Texas, December 2020, bought a home in Franklin, Tennessee, December 2020, that had two bedrooms on the main level because I didn't know what kind of health problems we'd be dealing with going forward. So thankfully, we're good. But now we're in the sandwich generation. And so I've got a dad who's having surgery. I think I've been in the hospital with him three or four times over the last year. And now I've got a family member who's going through rehab. And so I'm learning a lot. I grew up in an alcoholic family. So every day what I'm telling leaders is you've got to take the time to pour into yourself every single day. And my theme is gratitude. And I laughed this morning. I woke up, I, I read the Stoics every morning. I read something spiritual every morning. And now I'm reading codependency, no more kind of books every morning. And my, my codependent reading this morning, and I'm going to read this to you all. Gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. It turns denial into acceptance, chaos to order, confusion to clarity. It can turn a meal into a feast, a house into a home, a stranger into a friend. It turns problems into gifts, failures into successes, the unexpected into perfect timing, and mistakes into important events. It can turn an existence into a real life and disconnected situations into important and beneficial lessons. Gratitude makes sense of our past, brings peace for today, and creates a vision for tomorrow. Gratitude makes things right. Gratitude turns negative energy into positive energy, and there is no situation or circumstance so small or large that it is not susceptible to gratitude's power. We can start with who we are and what we have today, apply gratitude, then let it work its magic. Say thank you until you mean it. If you say it long enough, you'll believe it. Wow. <laughs> and so Amazing. anyway, I hope you all have a gratitude practice that you, you know, lean into every single day. And it's so funny. Last night I was in a little tiff with my husband, actually. Imagine that happens to everybody every once in a blue moon. And um, I'm like, why don't we just end our day focusing on what we're grateful for? Why yeah. don't we just end our day that way? So anyway, I'm very, very grateful to all of y'all and letting me run off at the mouth and transparency. You're going to hear a little bit more of that from me coming forward. So anyway. Oh, honey, you have, you have no idea the just let's, yeah, let's applaud that. If you, if the, those of you that know, Diane, that was a big deal. <laughs> that was a huge deal. And I have it on the recording here, which is amazing. Oh, great. Yeah, no, because no, it's good because your whole world is changing. All of our lives are changing. And the more transparent we are, like we said at the beginning, like what Michelle has seen me go through in the last few years, like it, it just, people can lean in and connect with you at a whole different level. So I, that's beautiful, Diane. I'm so proud of you. And, and I love that you've created that life by design and, and you inspire, you inspire a lot of us. So thank you for being on the call. Okay. We're going to go to Jen Lewis and then we'll go to Karen. And then we're going to finish up with our Maui. We might run a couple minutes over if you have to hop off, hop off, but Jen, let's go to you next. Yeah. Gosh, uh, Diane, Following you, I, I have to say, um, and also listening to everyone else on the podcast so far, is being vulnerable and transparent is so important. And I have gratitude for you and for Melanie. You both supported me in my first two quarters as a team leader, as, and I'm not going to cry either, as my mom was diagnosed with glioblastoma and passed away. And I don't think that... I don't, and that was the first quarter of 2020. So it made it very easy to support you in the fourth quarter of 2020 when the tables were turned. Um, but I think that we look at other people's outsides and judge ourselves and forget that there's so much going on for all of us. It's one of the lessons that I've learned. Um, I, I learned it sitting with Ashley Lunn on a bus to mega leadership. Um, sorry, not mega leadership, mega relief back um, when Harvey hit Houston. And we sat down, we knew each other and started talking about the fact that her partner and my dad had the same super rare disease who I lost a few years back. And there's just, you just never know what's going on for someone. And you think so highly of them and you think, look at their life and look at where they are. And I want to do that too. And there's broken pieces of all of us 
scattered throughout the journey. We've, we've stepped on glass, right? Um, one of the things that I'm super grateful for in Keller Williamson, and I'm Jen Lewis. I've been with Keller Williams for a decade now, which sounds super weird to say. Uh, and I was a, an agent, a team leader. Now I get to wake up every day and think about how to help all of our team leaders across the U.S. and Canada. And since my husband is the vice president of KW Worldwide, I think about worldwide team leaders too. But we we talk about self-mastery and um, being learning-based. And I, I tell the students that come for the classes that I get, to ch- get a chance to teach here that it's a journey. And fortunately or unfortunately, however you look, look at it, it is a never-ending journey. It doesn't stop. It, there is no end point. There's no uh, place that we're trying to get to. And that broken glass is is there and we step on it and we get bruised and cut and how we pick ourselves back up and continue down the journey is something that I've unfortunately had to learn several times in the 10 years I've been here. And I, I think to Diane's point and everyone else on this call, the more we can be vulnerable and Melanie, you talked a lot about this and transparent, the more people understand that we're all human And we all have had something and we can all be better when we know how and we lean on each other when we have those tough moments. So that that's my my first uh, leadership message. I love that. Uh, And Jen, you know, don't you think it gives people hope too? though when you I mean, not that they want you to have things, but when they know that Jen Lewis just choked up and, and, and a lot of us have health issues, all the things, right? When they hear that, it makes them see that we also have stepped on, or we are continually continuing to step on the broken glass. We all have this damage in us as well. And yet we show up. I think it just gives people hope that, okay, okay, wait a minute. They're just human. They're just human, right? All of these super, superhero people. And I think that that's so beautiful because it actually encourages people and gives them hope that, well, then I can do it too, right? I mean, heck, the fact that Jennifer Toomer for three weeks didn't touch anything in the market center because her team took care. That, wow, right? That's that's leadership at its finest. That's amazing. So continue, please. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, no, it's it's probably one of the most important lessons that, we learn through our experiences and we learn through other people's experiences. So pay attention and listen and, um, and ask when someone's having a hard day, we also talk a lot about E to P and a lot of times hitting the ceiling of being an entrepreneur, trying to go into something purposeful shows up as emotion. So does the, that difficult moment, those moments where we've fallen down or we're walking across glass and we don't stop and ask people, how are they, or is something going on for you? And even when they don't want to be fully transparent in that moment, the fact that you asked, I think means a lot to people. Um, And that really leads me into something that I think right now we need to do the most for people. And that is we're in the most difficult market that many of us have seen in the last decade. And so people are struggling, Um, whatever they're struggling with, it's real for them. And there's a great book, The Gap and the Gain. Love that book. My favorite book from last year. So great. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're not celebrating the gains. And every step we take forward on our journey, everything that we move past, every fall, every bruise, every broken glass piece we walk on is one more step forward. And we have to acknowledge and appreciate the gains uh, that we have because it's, it's the most precious thing um, that we have the opportunity to celebrate at any given time. So start really celebrating your people's gains more than you think they, they really need it right now. They really need that, right? Because you think about, and I, and I talk about that all the time. So I love that you brought that up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. Because when you think about, you know, Jen, go climb that mountain go climb that mountain and you go all day and you go and man, it's the market and it's hard and dodge this and do that and all the things and the sun's coming down and you're looking and it's the end of the day and you're not at that mountain quite yet. Right. And you look ahead and you can either say, wow, look how far I have to ahead of me still. I still have so much more to do. And then I turn you around and we look behind you and I say, oh, but Jen, but look how far you've come. The energy shift in your body of the yeah, you're right. Look how far I've come. I can do this tomorrow. It's the same reason the gap in the gain is so important about transparency and authenticity is that 
people that's relatable. Okay. Okay. Wait a minute. I have achieved these things. Stop and celebrate your gains. So then. Awesome. Thank you. I think we did this last time. I get to go last. I know I save you because I give you, yeah. it gives you time now to I, wake up, you know, <laughs> it's, it's like 5 a.m. Now it's six. Yes. Thank you. Um, this is such an important conversation. I mean, I love this group so much and these are exactly the conversations we need to be having. Um, I'm Lisa Teichner. I'm the OP for KW Big Island in Hawaii and um, also the sales director for our team Ridge in Hawaii. And I was a team leader for eight years in Maui. I launched the office there. And um, so you asked about what it is like to lead in the now and what does that mean to you? And I'm going to go with a theme that we've heard today a lot. And it is about being authentic, about being human. It's so interesting that so much of us came up with the same ideas that resonate. And, and although mental health, which has been brought up, has always been there, the challenges that people have faced, I think, from being an, uh, isolated, you know, with pandemic the last few years, it has brought it mount to the forefront more. And it was, it's been a taboo topic to talk about, especially when you're in an environment of success, uh, which we are in this, in this world, in this company, in this country. And now people do talk about it more. Maybe my antenna is up for it more now because of my personal experience. And I think it's also out there in terms of resources. And I think that being a leader and being honest about your struggles, which we've talked about, um, it means not only serving and offering to help others, which we do every day, it's asking for help too when you need it. And um, I think that we tend to believe that people look at us differently when they only expect, and they, they only expect things to be perfect for us. And it's not. And maybe some people do look at us that way. And, and the, honestly, the people that matter and the people whose lives that we touch, it, it happens in a different way when we're authentic. And um, so I know we don't have a lot of time. I just wanted to mention that. And then I also want to just give a little bit of advice because people have been kind of talking about things that have helped them. And I also have gone through personal struggles. I think it's interesting that we've, a lot of us have, have lost somebody in our lives or gone through that. And I did lose my mom also. Um, a couple of years ago. And so that, I mean, I think it's a catalyst for things to change in your life. And you start to see things through a different filter when that happens and it changes you and it changes the way you lead. And, and I think for the better. And I mean, even though like Dan, you were talking about the, the gratitude and it it is like, you look at that happening and how that impacts your life in a different way. And, and I really feel like I'm a different person today and the way that I'm living the rest of my life was impacted by that experience that I went through. So in, in that sense, I'm grateful. Obviously, it's a very difficult struggle to go through. And we all go through it. You know, this happens in everybody's life. So we should talk about it. Um, so the advice that I have, and, and I think why I choose the leadership path, which was a question that you asked us, which is funny because we didn't collaborate or talk about this in any other way. Um, I, I say that it's not easy and it's worth it. That's what I usually say about leadership. And um, I don't know of any shortcuts to get through the difficulty part of it. I haven't learned those yet. And um, however, you know, I do want to talk about one thing that Tanya talked about, which is, um, and a couple of people talked about, it. I mean, cortisol, Ashley talked about it. I think that if you hang on, hang on to things and the way that we are and being high I's and high D's, um, we tend to hang on to things and we tend to hang on to people because we care so much. And what happens as a result, and based on our upbringing, our environment, our childhood, our parts, that does tend to give us anxiety. Not everybody, but I think in general, we have to go through that process of how do we deal with that. And I wanted to talk about a couple of things that have helped me tremendously. One in the last few years, really. One has been Simon Sinek and the book, The Infinite Game. Um, right has, been, has been a big influence for me and in being able to kind of let go and look at things from a different perspective when you're running a business. The other thing was a therapist that I found when I was seeking a, a, like a grief group. I was really trying to find support for how to deal with my mom's passing. And I found this amazing type of therapy called internal family systems, IFS. And I would highly recommend if anybody is going through you know, anxiety or, or stress or difficulty or what Tanya was talking about, or this kind of burnout or this, these court constant cortisol, um, you know, releases that, that type of thing will really teach. It, it's, it's taught me a lot about who I am as a person and why I deal with the things that the way that they do. And that's allowed me to let a lot of that go as you kind of go through that process of therapy. Um, 
And uh, one of the things Ashley mentioned about cortisol is turning off the notifications on my phone. It sounds small. And it was a huge game changer for me because that's what releases that cortisol. Simon Sinek talks about that too. You know, you get a notification on your phone. It has a chemical impact in your body and that yeah. affects you and it, and it adds to your anxiety. So by what I did is I went on a cruise to Alaska, like six years ago, five years ago, turned off the notifications on my phone. I never turned them back on. So I can look at my text messages on my own time and something like that. It's small and it was really big. I also would recommend John Deloney um, following him on Instagram. He's an incredible speaker and, and just um, really helped me with a lot of like you know, mental health and making me feel like I'm not alone in the journey, which you guys all make me feel like too. And then a couple other things, um, Jen Toomer talked about like decisions and feelings. And, and here's what I've learned in going through this therapy process is I used to just uh, ignore things and let them go. Like they would come in and I would just say, oh, it's fine. I'm going to, and I really wasn't ignoring them. And this is what happens is you push past it. You say you're letting it go. You're moving on, you're driving forward. Cause that's what we do a lot as leaders. And what happens is it still goes in there into your body, into your mind. And internally it will, it will kind of fester. So what I've learned is to allow myself to feel, which is again, very taboo as a leader. I'm going to cry. I'm going to feel, I'm going to be vulnerable. And the more that I've been allowing myself to like, oh, okay, I feel this way. Let me, if I need to cry, I'm going to cry. And then an, a magical thing happens is that it does let go. Like it, it's like, you're not releasing on this, right? It's not, not in you on anymore. Yeah. And you don't carry it with you. So I, I would yeah. challenge people to not be afraid to feel. I mean, there's, there's a, you know, you're not going to be crying all the time in your office and, uh, you know, yeah, if you have to, sometimes maybe let that happen, but you know, the title of my Ted talk and book, I always tell people now that I've started this journey is going to be called the dark side of achievement because Ooh, I, like I think that, that I love that. So, so look out for that book in about, you know, five years, the dark side of achievement. I love that. Wow. How powerful this hour has been. You guys, I love each and every one of you. I have no doubt that everybody that listens to this or watches it later on will get so much value. You know, it all comes back together. We all kind of have these different lives, but we all have the similar journey and just different timing. Right. And kind of our message is all the same, which is you have to take care of yourself. Like, how can you take care of other people if you don't take care of yourself? We know that, right? And, the, and part of taking care of yourself is being pretty dang transparent on what is actually happening in your life. There's no, perfection does not exist, okay? Perfection is not a real thing. It's an illusion. And the more perfect you try to be, the sicker you become or the more unhappy, unhappy marriages just ask me, you know, why you stay in a 25 year marriage that you should have left nine years ago. David knows about this. A lot of you know what I'm talking about. You do it because of the image. And what does that mean? And all the, be your, be your authentic self. Cause when you do that's leading in the now leading in the now is this is real life. And guess what? This stuff happens to us too. And every day we have a choice every day we get up every day. We ask questions, you know, Jen Lewis talked about, you know, the gap in the game, like checking in with people checking in with people that matter to you. We started off with that. Most of my conversations is my people are in burnout that I get to work with. They're burnout. They're burnt out. All of That's us in life. a great book too, by the way. Burnout, burnout is a really good book. It's a great yeah. book. Okay, great. Yeah. See all these nuggets. I got to go back and write all these down after. But you think about like what matters to you and helping people find their purpose again. And that includes you. Right. And so it comes all back to the whole, um, you know, I just taught six personal perspectives last week and, you know, it's the, the, what is it? The three things before my plane crashed or whatever, that little short five minute video on YouTube. And he's like, if you could live your life differently, if you were given the chance to live your life, when you thought you were going to die and you thought your plane was going to crash and now your life is spared and you have another chance on life, how would you live it differently? And that's how we should live our life right now, guys. Live it now because your time's not guaranteed, guaranteed, like, you know, do the thing, write the song, read the book, write the book, direct the movie, go on that trip, live where you, with your loved ones, go to that concert, tell the people you care about, you love them, find your passion, what matters to you because it's not guaranteed. So, so, you know, my, one of the questions that we don't have time and I'm going to wrap right now is the, what's your tagline. And so for me, if you go on Facebook, it says, don't let the world change who you are, let who you are change the world. We are all beautiful 
We are rainbow eucalyptus trees. We, we get more beautiful the more we grow and share and, and, and move forward through our challenges. And I just want to thank each and every one of you for being great leaders. Thank you for everyone who listened. I love you, love you, love you, and be your best self. And that means taking care of yourself. I love you guys. Thank you for being on the call. Thank you for letting me share this super special bonus edition of Leading in the Now with Melanie and Friends. So many nuggets. And again, I hope you got something out of it. And just know that you're not alone. And know that sometimes it's those cracks or the scars and scrapes or pain that you get through that when you get on the other side makes you the beautiful person you are today. So wherever you're at, whether you're up on the peak, you're in the valley, whatever is going on in your world, just know you have great people around you. Surround yourself with great people and know that you don't have to carry it all alone by yourself uh, because man, we are so much better together. So be your beautiful self, that rainbow eucalyptus tree, shine brightly, hold your head up high guys, no matter what comes your way, you've got it. And that authentic you is just really a beautiful thing to share with the world. So we'll see you on the next episode of the second half. Thank you so much for listening.